Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Are you ready for today's show? Well, I hope you are because I have been just so excited about our guest today. He is a former ER paramedic who is known across the country in all kinds of emergency rooms, helping people, um, just hundreds of patients overcome different challenges and get the right treatment. And he is now an a very prolific actor who is known, you probably already know him, but he is known for his roles as Eddie Thomas, who is a homicidal killer in the horror film Retribution Room. Let me get that, roll it off the tongue, Retribution Room. And um, he is also known for his role as Carl, who is a lonely drifter. I kind of like that. I, I just, I get a kick out of that in the field type E. And he is also known for his role as a detective, Detective Peter Angel in the film Psalm. Lots of really cool things that we're going to be able to talk about just on those three alone, but that's not all. He was really inspired to become an actor when he was studying at the Beverly Hills Actors Workshop. He has also studied at the very prestigious ACT Workshop and I've got to tell you, we're going to have him back on the show to discuss his upcoming films that we'll be adding to his repertoire, uh, Firefighter 2 and Ladybugs, and we've got a mysterious, a mysterious, well, we're not going to unveil it, but there's some, there's some hints that we're going to be dropping for you today. You're going to love it. A little, little tidbit for you. He is an avid horseback rider, and he is a lover of exploring new and exciting restaurants. So if you're a foodie, you're already making a connection just in that alone. Welcome to the show, Richard During. And thank you. I am just excited. I know the audience is going to be too because there's so much that you are doing and you are quite prolific. The films that you're doing in upcoming is just incredible. And I want to talk before we get to that about the things that you have already kind of mastered and that's already out there. So super exciting. Can you tell me what brought you when you were studying at the Beverly Hills um, Actors Workshop to just really go out there and pursue this? Well, I just, you know, it's in my, it's in my blood. I mean, I loved it, you know, ever since I was a kid, I used to play in the backyard and everything and pretend all kinds of characters. And I decided to get into the Beverly Hills Actors Workshop when I was a lot younger. And I went there for three years and I just, just fell in love with acting. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just, that's all I do. I mean, I live it, I breathe it, <laughs> I sleep it. <laughs> Yes, you have quite a passion for it. And you're, you're really good. I mean, just really good at what you do. And was there inspiration from your mom by any chance? Yeah, my mom was a model for Studio 7 back in the 60s and the 70s. And I love it. She kind of inspired me and she gives me a lot of support. This is pretty neat. And so... You know, I think too, the experience that you have, especially working in the ER, the field as an ER paramedic, you have met so many different types of people. And I know that with the passion that you've had, you've been able to embrace some of these different personalities and sort of morph them into some of the, the characters that you have practiced 
that you have <laughs> even more so because I mean, if you've been doing this since very young, I mean, we go through these things in our mind, different scenarios of characters and things that we want to portray. And it's, it's pretty neat to think how many different types of people you've run across through that alone. Oh, yes. I mean, I've ran across a lot of different people and different, um, different lengths of life, you know, and, you know, I lived in Georgia for a while, too. And I acted out there in some films. And, uh, <clears throat> and then I worked in the hospital there, too. Uh, East Georgia Regional. And, uh, and during that time, I would do acting when I can get the chance, you know, because I only worked like three hours. It was a great, great deal because I worked three 12 hour shifts and I was off four days a week and I can go act. Yeah, that's but nice. Now I, retired, now I retired from uh, working and I'm full-time actor. I love this. I absolutely love it. And I want to thank you for dedicating so much of your life to helping others. That's such a passion that I personally have. And I just get so much joy when somebody else shares that as well. So you're going to take it now to giving people joy through your work in film. Yes. Um, express my emotions and my passions to people to, to like, you know, to like my films and like my acting. I think that this is really exciting and you are just continuing to immerse yourself in the field. You've got a lot of things coming up, especially here next year where you've got firefighter, um, firefighter two coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know when that's actually going to film. Uh, it's kind of like, it's going to be kind of like a, it's kind of like a film that they did. Like if you ever heard of modern family or the office, it's yes. that type. It's not, it's kind of a different type of filming. And I think it's going to be very exciting. This it's almost be... like a documentary and a film together. It's interesting that you share that because this seems to be something that's trending right now, almost sort of a morphed reality, but it, yet it's, it really has a basis in the trend right now. Not a reality show. This is the real deal. Uh, um, and that's what I love about documentaries. Yeah, it's kind of like real. It's kind of like real life. Yes, not actually reality, but kind of like like the sense of the office or Parks and Recreation or mm -hmm. Modern Family. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like um, real. You know, like it's happening right then and there. I love that because for me personally, when I can relate to things that I see on screen, I'm drawn in. Because then I'm able to sort of go inward and use my own imagination about if the things that I'm seeing could actually happen to me and how would I respond and would I find that person's personality humorous or sort of abrasive. And you get into that set almost as if you're there mentally. And that to me is just... It, that that to me is, I don't know, it's more absorbing for me than any other type of film. Yeah, it, it can be. So that allows me to use my creativity if I can't be there myself. 
doing it. So, <laughs> and so how about ladybugs? You have that coming out in 2022 as well. Yeah. By next summer. By next summer. Yeah. I was, you know, the director really wants to work with me. He says he loves, he, he loves to, he wants to work with me. He, he says he's just thinks I'm a great actor and it just, so Ladybugs is, I don't know that's the whole story, but, but I'll be playing another killer. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you something about that in so a minute, far. but do tell. That's all, that's all I know so far. That's all you know so far. So let me ask story. you a question. I don't know the storyline. I don't know the storyline yet. Okay. So just knowing the role that you're going to have and that you've already done that in Retribution Room. So do you like that type of role or you're just versatile and a lot of roles are things that you find fascinating. I'm kind of versatile in a lot of roles, but I do play, you know, not a lot of roles. I mean, I mean, my brand is kind of like that. My brand is kind of like a villain type or cop type, bad cop, you know, those kind of minds. Yes. Detective. So do you think that there's still the stigma of being typecast? in Hollywood now, or even Atlanta. I mean, that's a, anywhere they're doing filming, but <laughs> do yeah. you think that stigma is still there? Or do you think that those in the industry now are really open to people playing a lot of a lot of versatile roles? Well, it probably just depends on uh, your personality, I imagine. Um, I know I, I keep hearing about typecasting though, because about this, you know, when you're branding yourself, Kind of at the beginning, you're trying to brand yourself so they get to know you, and and then and then later on you can branch out. But right now, I'm just trying to get myself mm -hmm. to a point where a lot of directors and CDs start knowing me out there. Yes, and it's exciting that you say that because well, now that there's so many different streaming services available, you can go back and watch movies and TV shows from way back. And you'll find actors that are in a current role. And 30 years ago, you will find them in a role that is very similar to that. And so oh, they yeah. have sort of stuck with that throughout their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of like one is Sam Elliott, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> He's like yes. the Western guy, you know. And actually, he's coming out on a new show on Paramount Plus, 1883. It's going to be a wonderful film. That is going to be a wonderful film. He's a great actor. And so let me ask you, do you have you had an opportunity to see different types of, I mean, since especially since you had done some things younger, between theater roles and on screen? And is there a preference for you? Well, I really like being on screen. I've done some theater. I've done like four or five plays in my career. And uh, City Lights and Death of a Salesman and a couple Ooh. other ones. How fun. <laughs> yeah. How fun. <laughs> and, uh, but I do, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, it's good to do plays. I mean, you know, but I like the film. I like being behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I mean, in front of the camera, not behind the camera, in front of the camera. Yes. Yes, I can understand. Uh, I think that there's so much more demand on your performance when you're in a theater versus 
on screen because you're delivering it, you're alive, you've got to project, you've got to over animate uh, with certain different things. Whereas when you're on screen, it can go to post-production, get edited, you can stop a scene, take five, take 10, whatever the case may be to get it right. Yeah, um, I've done a lot of background work too when I first started out to get to know the set, get to know the people on set, watched a lot, you know, and then I went from there because I don't do too much background anymore. Once in a while, I'll do a, a piece. If it's really, really a nice piece and I'm really interested in it, I'll do it, you know, just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. Like I did seven episodes of, uh, what was that show? Underground in Georgia as a, as a doctor. That but would be was, fun. It, it was fun, but there was no dialogue. Uh -huh. But I was, I had featured some featured parts in it. And I just learned a lot on set, you know, that I, that I can put to what I do in my acting. So would you say for those that are watching and for those that are listening, that are trying to pursue their dream, would, especially if it's in acting, but would you say really taking the time to sit back and watch whatever field it is that they're going into, to sit back and watch and learn all the different avenues that a, per, a a particular profession has and what might be of interest for someone to narrow down or hone their skills in yeah i believe that's definitely you know because a lot of people learn by watching that's a good point yeah there are people who are auditory that some people are visual and there's some people that are doers and i think that that's a really good point and so two things, really, if someone were going into acting, they could absolutely go in as a, as a background and see the set, learn all of the dynamics on how that goes. I mean, just being even on one, one show as a background, you, you learn so much. And the second thing is if they were going into, say, emergency services, someone could go in as a ride-along and sit, sit back and kind of watch what's going on then sort yeah, of it's just assessing observing. Mm -hmm. yeah observing assessing that's all it is i don't put background on my resume because it's not a, it's not an actual dialogue role so i do okay. not do that mm -hmm. but i do it for to observe to learn and learn how they work on a set and how the ad's work how the cameramen work all the aspects of the of the acting set that makes so much sense. Let me ask you, did you start your career as a background before you took the workshops or was it during no. and after? It was during and after. <clears throat> when I first started with the Beverly Hills Actors Workshop, I didn't know what I was even doing. <laughs> <laughs> What's been, happening to me? Few, yeah. It's been quite a few years ago. And um, back then, Usually your your acting coach was kind of a kind of a mean guy, you know. He'd kind of made into you all the time, you know. <laughs> chop chop. We need to <laughs> Yeah. Tougher back then than it is today in acting class, I think. I I think you're right on that. There is a lot of dynamics that were a lot more rigid compared to where they're uh -huh. at now. I mean, 
is submitting your reels and um and just getting online is so much easier to make connections than ever before yeah yeah from before because when i first started i was back when i did headshots that were black and white you know not yes yes (laughs) but they didn't have a classic look to them I have to admit. <laughs> I do I do like black and white pictures. I I definitely can see so much of the features that people have because of the contrast and such. But well, they look really theatrical. They do. Yeah, they do. But then color came about and now everybody uses color. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> do you do you like um doing in-person auditions or do you prefer them um Self-tape. Yeah, self-tape. Well, I haven't done a lot of in-person lately because of COVID. <laughs> Most of them have been self-tape. Yes. But I like self-taping because you can actually actually do it over and over and over again until you get it the way you want it to look. <laughs> you, you know, that, that is a no really pressure. good point. That is a really good point, as opposed to when you go in and you have several people that you're auditioning in front of you get that one chance and that's kind of it yeah that's the one chance you know yes. you don't want to, and you don't want to really start over you want to just you know, if you flow up you just got to keep going that's true you know, just, just keep going with the lines i think something else to share with the audience is that and that can be in any any arena if you make a mistake just keep hold your head up high and keep going on when you stop and focus on sort of the error, people tend to sort of stay in that mind frame. But if you yeah, keep going on, they frame. go with you. You don't want to say, can I start over? That's like the worst thing to say, I think. Yeah, just, little tricks. Just go, just go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, go with the flow. <laughs> I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So let me ask you, do you have some other things that you have in the works right now? Well, I got, like I said, I got those three films, four films. I got another talk show tomorrow night. I love it. Uh, I got, at the first year, I'm going to have new headshots done. I was wearing a beard for a while. I thought maybe that would make really uh, show me as a you know villain type guy, but people like it. Without, sort of so. like tapered into <laughs> no it was just it was just it was just regular it was nice and clean and uh i don't know you might have saw some of my pictures with a beard on facebook i don't know i do take pay attention to all of that but for those that yeah. are watching and listening they've got to get on board with what you've got going on because you are really trying to make sure that all of the different looks um mm-hmm are out there because you can do so much. You're, you're such a versatile actor and the things that you're doing, going from being a villain in a horror film to a lonely drifter, <laughs> it's yeah. very different. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the role as a lonely drifter. Cause I, I think that that's kind of, um, that was, a, that was a role that was done on Tybee Island. It was, it was, uh, it was about, uh, it was about a guy that it, it was about two boys really I would just have a little tiny sporting wall in it and I was just drifting looking for my it's kind of like it was kind of like a um, 
what do they call that? Uh, flashback. It was a flashback of me being older and when I was with my friend that was missing on this island. Ooh. And the only thing that washes up on the island is the spirits of the dead. <laughs> okay, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's <Yeah. pretty> creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a fun project to do. That would be a fun project. Now, yeah. where did you have to go to film that? We filmed it on Tybee Island in so, Georgia. Oh, you, okay. A lot of yeah. people don't know that there's so much... Um, there are islands out in that area oh yeah there's lots of islands there is yeah. there is there's, yeah. there's a small islands like skidaway island tybee island wilmington island mm -hmm. jekyll jekyll island yeah. that's, that's a little ways down though <laughs> but there's a <laughs> most lot people them, don't yeah. think of um georgia as having islands it's kind of just sort of thought of yeah, as pretty much to the marshes you know to the how long were you there to do that how long did I live in Georgia? How long did you, were you on Tybee? Oh, I was only there for a couple of days. I bet that was just fascinating. Yeah. Beautiful. But I lived in Georgia for 13 years. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was raised here in California. Born. Raised in California. Which one, what do you say <laughs> is better? I mean, as far as cost of living, demographics, all of it, which did you, which do you find, I don't know, more appealing? I love LA. You love LA. <laughs> yeah. You I can think take the, the kid out here. <laughs> yeah, just, the... Actually, as an actor, you know, there's stuff out in Atlanta, but it's a smaller market in LA. Mm -hmm. You know, LA New York's, you know, the name number two or the biggest. Market. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, there's stuff out there. I mean, but I like being out here. Mm -hmm. My family's here. Yeah, family's important. Yeah. Actually, well, my family's here. <laughs> you have another project coming up. It's very mysterious. We're not going to be able to share a lot of details about it today, but it is coming up this next year, and I'm excited for you. Oh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So if somebody wants to stay on top of the things that you are doing, they want to follow you, they want to see your films, what is the best way for them to connect with you and, and stay abreast of everything that you've got going on? They can, uh, Instagram, Facebook, they can go to my actors access. They can go to my backstage. I got profiles on all those. You're pretty uh, my, active. MBD, mm -hmm. my MBD. You stay pretty active on social media. I think that this is fantastic. I, I know that your fans are going to, really enjoy the things that you have coming up this year. It's pretty exciting. I, I just, I cannot wait to have you back on so that we can share with the audience what you, the mysterious project that you have coming up for next year, because I think that everybody who is just getting bits and pieces of what you've got going on are just going to be so, as excited as you are for having done the film. And so, yeah. So we are going to have you back on here um, sometime towards the beginning of the year so that we can see if there's any more news on that or what you can disclose to us. Because I think that, I think the audience is going to be jazzed. Like well, I, I know, I know these, 
these uh, firefighters coming up soon. Mm -hmm. But the other two are not going to be till probably in the summer of 2022. That's okay. We can get the popcorn ready. Yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm trying to find more gigs to do. Actually, I just had an audition yesterday. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I, had an, I did an audition yesterday called Pay the Lady to play a rich Ooh. yacht owner. A rich yacht owner. And kind of like a sugar daddy to a girl. And it's like a uh, the guy comes in and tries to steal the yacht and my girlfriend. <laughs> That seems like it would be a fun role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are there a lot? I mean, I do a lot of auditions. I mean, I get a lot of auditions. I mean, I don't, I actually auditioned for, uh, I auditioned not too long ago for American Crime Story. Ooh. And that was for, to play Monica Walensky's father in the impeachment. I, I didn't get the role <laughs> well, I bet that was fun though, but because I that's audition, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. yeah. That's a big, yeah, that would be a very significant audition. And so hopefully you were able to network while you were there and make some contacts because that, that is going to be a, a, a really, like you said, that's going to be a great role. Well, the way I look at things is you know, every audition is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if you don't get the role. It's not about the role. It's about the connection. The more yeah. auditions you do, you, the more people get to know you. You know, they start seeing your face. They get to start to know you. The CD say, oh, I've seen that guy. He, was, he did this audition for me before, you know? <laughs> yes, and you can really just hone in on your skills the more auditions you do. So this is something that I want to share too with the audience because if you're not in acting, what we're saying is things that you can do that's just as, significant in other professions. So for example, an audition is the same thing as an interview. So go to interviews, continue to go to as many interviews as you can, because you're going to really be able to hone in your skills, sharpen your interviewing yeah. tactics. You know, and so, you know, you're so right because audition is just like a job. It's just like a job interview. Mm -hmm. And then when we don't hear from them, that's a rejection. They say, oh, you get so many rejections as being an actor. Well, yeah, you get a lot of rejections, but the rejection is you never hear back from them. Just like a job interview. You go to a job interview, you don't hear back, they rejected you. <laughs> yes, and that doesn't necessarily mean that- It's not like you, you get yeses and nos. <laughs> yes, but I want to say too that oftentimes people go, well, you know, I didn't hear anything back, so there must be something wrong with me. And that's not it. It's just, there's a lot of candidates out there. Oh, yeah. That's and so they have to find out what is the best- person that's going to fit that role whether it's a role in a film or a role in that particular arena of i don't know as a er doctor <laughs> uh, yeah. i mean there's going to be if, if you're a i don't know if you're a podiatrist you're not maybe necessarily going to be on call as the er doctor <laughs> so yeah. like that doesn't mean you're not good at what you do it just yeah. means that that particular avenue um somebody else might have sharpened skills um, just a little bit more so. So um, we, we don't, shouldn't uh, be taking things too personal all the time. Like you said before, though, instead of just saying, hey, can I do this again? Just move on. 
and keep going, yeah. keep going and pursuing. And keep going, never give up. That's right, never give up. I love it. I love it. I want to thank you for your dedication to helping oh, so many people and, and then continuing to do this. And I want to thank you uh, for everything that you're doing in your career in acting and film, because you're going to bring a lot of joy to people internally uh, with your presence on stage and in film and everything that you do in this industry. And I also want to thank you for taking a few minutes for us to get to know you today, because I think that this is really exciting when we get to make a connection with an actor and then see them on screen and it, that stays with us. And you're very welcome. Thank it's a pleasure. Being, it's a pleasure coming on your show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad. Oh, so I, I am just so glad to get to know you and I know that the audience is too. And so again, they can connect with you, Richard, on your Facebook, on your Instagram. I am to be Axters Access Backstage. And so- And Cassie Networks. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And if you happen to know of any roles, definitely send them out to us. So thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you yes, for having yes, me. Yes. I love it. You're coming back in a couple of months because we got to find oh, more about your mysterious. <laughs> yes, this mysterious film. So everybody get ready for it. I want to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille, where we are absolutely delighted to have you connect with people that you may know that you didn't have a chance to get that little insight with, or those who now you do know, and you can go on and connect and be able to follow them in their journey and listen to the things that they have shared with you that are going to impact your life and make a difference. Cause really that's what this show is all about. I ask that you share this with all of your friends, your family, your loved ones, everybody, you know, on social media and everybody that you don't. Thanks for tuning in.